0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the official rebrand of Red Carpet Rendezvous. Lauren interviews the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Now, I needed a little re- rebrand or, or facelift after my departure from WABC Radio, so you're still going to get some fun entertainment and film and television episodes from me, but you're also going to get a bit of news and maybe some political public figures mixed in with some New York City glitter as well. Because I'm just so excited to bring it all to you. So, um, today's episode. I have Christine Carlson, who co-developed and co-authored the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. And now they're making a film about her life on Lifetime. And that will be released on October 16th based on her book, Heartbroken Open. And Heather Locklear is actually going to play Christine. And she just has a truly inspiring story as her husband and partner Richard passed away unexpectedly over 15 years ago. And um, just how she coped with that and, and kept the brand going. And you'll hear her story and just so much more on this episode. I, I am so honored, Christine, that you are joining me today. I mean, I think at least every person in America has um, read at least one of your books at one point or another, literally every single person, um, you know, and beyond America. So that's really something incredible and something to be so proud of.
1: Oh, thank you. I, I know my late husband, uh, Richard, would be incredibly proud. I mean, he did know that his book was a worldwide phenomenon before he passed away suddenly. So mm. that was good.
0: Yeah, now for people that are not familiar with your story, can you just sort of start um, at the beginning with how you and your late husband, uh, Dr. Richard, developed this, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff? So
1: Don't Sweat the Small Stuff was Richard's 10th book and um, came um, at about, I don't know how old, maybe 10 years. It took 10 years to um, hit kind of a chord around the world. And his previous work was known, but you know it was a slow build yeah, um, he and I met in college, and we got married after four years of college. and we had a wonderful marriage. We um I like to say we co-authored two daughters. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and our our marriage was really just a very blessed, um, very blessed marriage. it was it was as close to bliss as two people could possibly be. And then, um at the tenth anniversary of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Richard was promoting. Another book, and um, he got on a flight to um, promote that book, and he was on his way to New York City, and on the descent of that flight, he had a pulmonary embolism, and um, he died from it uh, very very suddenly, very unexpectedly. Wow. So, of course, you know, we had this very idyllic life, like a lot of people. Yeah, um, yeah. I was 43 and he was 45. So it was midlife and it wasn't oh, at all expected. Mm-hmm. So How it was it, it really catapulted. At the They're time. 14 and 17 at the time. They were okay. teenagers, 14 yeah. and 17, freshman in high school and senior in high school. I mean,
0: I- Sorry, I have got chills and I just want to cry. I know you've been through all this before, but holy shit, leaving you with two teenage yeah. girls. That's like, I mean, you're like, God, well, it, what you I mean. Oh.
1: It, it could have been worse. They could have been toddlers. I'll tell you yeah. that. <laughs>
0: wait actually that makes me happy you say that because i have two toddlers and i think it's so hard and everyone i'm so sick of the finger just wait just wait i'm like all right all right <laughs> okay so thanks for saying that
1: yeah and it, and it was tough you know teenagers have a hard enough time for, and much less huh. going through grief and loss and he was just a beloved father you know he was the best father mm-hmm. Best yeah. husband, so it, it was a huge hole in our lives.
0: You're breaking my heart, but um, but yeah, continue. This is so beautiful. It's been
1: 15 years, so mm-hmm. I I can speak about this. I feel very fully healed. Of course, yeah. there's moments of sadness because there's always sadness when I think, "Oh my God, I just want you here with me in the way yeah. I want you here." You know, I don't of want course. to, I you know, and I do. I do. Um, one of my great messages for people is that we have to really um, continue our relationship with our loved ones that have passed. And I work with widows and work with um, people who have gone through huge losses, whether it be through divorce or through the loss of life all the time. And one of the things I say to them is that in order to um, foster a new dream, you have to realize that one, love transcends the boundaries of death and time and space. And two, it's up Mm. to you to carry them forward. And certainly people in divorce, it's more of a letting go issue and you're not necessarily wanting to carry them forward in that way. But we don't always have to leave our relationships even in life um, through divorce and hate that person. Sometimes it feels more empowered than feeling heartbroken. But when we go through loss, we are truly heartbroken. And I I really want people to know that you can be heartbroken, open to a new experience, a deeper experience, one that is much more connected to humanity And where you feel very, very compassionate inside for yourself and others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's very important. And I think it as a, I don't want to say as a normal person, but, um, somebody with my mindset wouldn't just pull that out of my brain like at all. I'd have to hear it um, from someone like you. So that's pretty amazing. Now tell me about your new book, heartbroken open book that
1: I'm republishing. I have oh, it right okay. back here over my yes. shoulder. I don't know if I'm pointing yes. the right.
0: <laughs> no, you are, you are.
1: Yeah. 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 So I actually just ordered
0: it on Amazon because you have oh a link Yeah, to your site. So I just assumed it was brand new because it was like right out in the, yeah, in the open. Yeah,
1: it, it's a second edition. Um, okay. It's just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. And I don't say that because I wrote it. I say that because of what people say about it. So mm-hmm. um, whether you're going through loss or not, don't let it scare you. It is a beautiful story. And that's why it became a Lifetime movie because it is the story of my family, my life, um, how I went through devastating loss and Yet I rose really from the ashes of my experience, you know, and and yeah. I claimed what's mine to claim, and I um it, it didn't wasn't easy, you know I I had a, I had to overcome a lot of self doubt, um and also I think keeping in mind that when we go through loss, you know we we're like a wounded animal, and a lot of times we're sort of sent back to who we were before um, we lose our partner or lose somebody that we love because we go through an identity crisis. And what I noticed about myself was like suddenly at 43, I became this 19 year old girl, the age I was when I met my husband and a lot of my insecurities about the things that were masked by that wonderful relationship I had with him came back. And yet it didn't take me years to come up in my development. It just was a notice, you know, it was like noticing how vulnerable that is and, and how, you know, how insecure, Unsecure. Yes, how insecure you feel
0: about yourself during that time. I can't imagine, but um, thinking about it, I can totally see that being a thing. Now, you spoke about a movie. So, for those that don't know, there is a Lifetime movie coming out October sixteenth. Um, that is your story. And Heather Locklear is playing you. I mean, come on.
1: That's so cool. I know. Oh, my goodness. I had to pinch myself when I heard that because, of course, I was yes. always a huge Heather Locklear fan. I Did mean, you
0: help with casting? Like, it's yourself. Did you have any say in that? I'm dying to know.
1: I really didn't. But, you know, I have to say they they were so generous in who they were asking. I just was mm-hmm. like, I mean, I was like, wow, that is so nice. All the, <laughs> all the cast, the women that they asked to play me were all just wonderful actresses. So they were looking for, you know, a more A-list actress. And I think this yeah. is so beautiful because of the parallels of Heather's and my stories in a lot of ways she's been through so much loss and so mm. much heartbreak and come through her own, you know, tragedies and come through her challenges. And then to make this her comeback role to television is, is really powerful.
0: I know, I, I literally can't wait. Like my DVR is already set. I'm so excited. Um, now I she wanted to ask beautiful. you- she did you so you saw it it's okay
1: i well i haven't seen the whole movie but i just know i've gotten to know heather very closely and yeah she put her heart and soul into this and she felt it and she mm. she really you know she she came out she met me we spent time together um, you know, she just, she's just a real sweetheart of a person. And she's hilarious. Like really? behind the scenes. Yeah. She's a hilarious person. Like she has the most amazing sense of humor of anyone I've ever been around. I she never could be a comedian. That. No, she I
0: could never be a comedian. Have that. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's so interesting. Oh my gosh. Just curious. Is, does she have like a sick sense of humor or is it just like a, whatever, like just being it's silly? It's a little
1: edgy. Yeah, it's a okay. very edgy sense of humor. Yeah. Okay. She throws a lot of F-bombs in a really good way. like yes, In a good in a way. way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way. She just, she's just, she, Heather is just really, um, what I love so much about her is her heart is just right there. And mm-hmm she really like cries so easily because she's so empathic. And that might not be something that people would really know about her, but I I found it to be just so refreshing. Yeah, Um, And it was funny when I went to pick her up, I picked her up at the airport. I guess I was, you know, her flight came in a little bit early, so I was just a little bit late, but it was only because I stopped to get her water at yeah. like a Starbucks that was close. Yeah. And, and then she, and I guess I was a little bit late, which left her on the curb. And I doubt she flies commercial very often. So mm-hmm. she did get a little bombarded from some people, you know, like oh, while she was yeah. on the curb, mm-hmm. so I felt really bad about that. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And she got, I mean, it's not her our first time. So-
0: <laughs> Right,
1: she's like. It's I know okay. she's so refresh. Yeah, she's she yeah. so refreshing, and how she, you know, how she got in my car and just greeted me, and she's Aww. she's just such a sweet sweetheart of a woman.
0: That makes me happy to hear that. I love hearing stuff like that. Um, when you just look up to people and you realize that they're human and they're actually very loving and and very nice. So thank you for sharing that with all of us. Now we just, and actually, we are still going through a pandemic. Obviously, now how did that affect your psyche? Because I know that everybody handled these last two years, let's say, a lot differently. And and it affected all of us differently. You know, some of us have older parents. Some of us are people like me. I was stuck in the house with two toddlers. I cried every day. Um, So it was it sucked. And I feel like that to me was not really something small, but then I look back and I'm like, well, was it, I don't, I don't, I still don't know it's
1: all been through one of the most challenging times in our entire you know, existence, as far as we know, in, in this, this decade, you know, or this, mm-hmm. this time period um, for me personally, it, it was somewhat refreshing. I don't have kids at home anymore. <laughs> I right? had been traveling and <laughs> yeah. moving so fast. It, 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 the first part of the pandemic gave me an opportunity to really slow down, yeah, and to, and also to really deeply look of how I could be in service to people. Realizing that, while it was a, a pretty um, easy transition for me to make because I'm, I'm not a purely extroverted person,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: did, I did think of all the families of um, that have alcohol, alcoholism, the families that. Where kids, you know, actually escape an unhealthy situation when they get to go to school. And I really thought about that and I, I felt really, really yeah. terrible for those families and for the families that um, were really suffering due to the pandemic, um, yeah. the food shortages, all the problems that the pandemic caused for people before there was any sort of um, assistance going mm-hmm. on. So in that way, I was just trying to look for ways I could be resourceful to people and to serve at a larger capacity. Um, I yeah. ran a resilience series on my podcast, um, 21 Days of Resilience, to train and inspire people to, you know, to look on the bright side while they're going through this and, oh. and, you know, just different things like that. But for me personally, and I was watching my daughter who has five kids. Believe me, I was trying to help her as much as possible too. She has too. five kids? five oh kids I and she I has toddlers oh. in those five kids. Oh she had, she has, uh, they stair-step down from 12 to yeah. three years old. And so she had three that she had to homeschool and she was getting her master's in social work and her oh whole life gosh. fell apart. So yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah that's- her whole life fell apart. Oh my gosh. I really feel for her. Cause I was thinking about this and I was like, you know, is it that bad? Like they're telling us to sit on our couch. Everybody's creating all these memes. Like people went to war and they're telling you to sit on your couch. I'm like, well, I guess it's all relative because some of us don't want to be sitting on our couch, <laughs> you know, and some of us are thinking about like, for me, I'm like Am kid, my kid's going to be dumb from these last two years from so much iPad time and so much. And just for me, like yelling and more, you know, I never was yes. a yeller. And I'm like, ah, so there's just a lot going on, I think in my brain still to this day, actually, um, that I'm still it's working traumatic.
1: through. It's, yeah. it's a traumatic, um, it's a traumatic situation. I, I mean, I've heard from so many of my friends who have teenagers, for example, yeah, that you would never think would develop an eating disorder or the different disorders that kids are now mm-hmm. experiencing due to the pandemic. Yeah. And just, you know, it's, it's traumatic. Um, yeah, I- I don't know what to say about it, except that I do believe that um, these things that are very challenging for all of us are ways that we can connect um, on a humanity level. Unfortunately, a lot of people do get super stressed out, which I've seen an uptick in our books, the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books, because people are looking for common sense answers to approach um, these very stressful times. And, And that's what we have to resort to is is a much more basic approach to living. Um, yeah. And what does that take? It, it really takes having some skills, having some um, internal skills on how to access an inner world of happiness, because it's not going to happen on the outside.
0: Yes. Yes. That's no, that's a a great point Stuff for moms. I should send that to you of wait, not for moms. I have the, Oh my gosh. No, I think I need that though. Seriously. Well, because I'd love to send that to you. Yes. I'm still, I'm still going through it. And I cannot believe your daughter has five children. Like that to me is incredible. She is a hero. She's a hero. She's
1: yeah. She's 32. I can't believe it either. And I don't oh, think she can. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> well, no, you call it like the health heroes. I mean, your daughter is the real hero. So like I, I really firmly believe that now. Um, I'm just happy that we are coming out on the other side of it. I think that um, the culture and the society we're living in is something completely different right now. And, and I'm experiencing this with my kids. And I think that's part of the reason I think that I'm only going to have two is because I can't even imagine explaining things to them now. And I'm not, um, I'm not trying to be negative about people that don't associate with any gender. I'm not, I just don't, I think some of those people don't have children that they have to explain that to um, is all I'm going to say. That's great for you as an adult. But like for me, I'm sweating that right now, Christine, I'm sweating, like explaining this to my kids one day. I mean, Even the other day, my, my three-year-old, he's his best friend in in school. He has two dads and he said, oh yeah, my friend has two daddies. And so do I, I'm like, no, you don't, they don't get it. Like they just want to be like your friends. I'm like, you don't have two daddies. I I mean, I hope not for my sake, because then what am I going to do? But, you know, so I think with everything that's going on in society, your book is going to be very helpful for many people for years to come.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Well, it's, um, it's a pleasure and an honor to serve people in this capacity. And, you know, honestly, when Richard was alive, he used to say, you know, I have the best job in the entire world. I get to think of how to help people be happier and how to help people be more resilient, you know, and and it it is a wonderful thing when you can offer um, some inspiration to people during difficult times. So thank you.
0: Yes. And is there anything else that you want to say or you want people to know?
1: You know, I just, I really hope that as you um, read the story in Heartbroken Open, that you don't feel sad, that you feel inspired, that you okay. look at it as a story that is, um, it's, it's, it's a human story where, you know, yes, I went through a tragic loss, but look at me now, you know, I'm, I'm a right. joyful woman and I've rebuilt my life and we don't think in the midst of those things that we could ever live and live fully and live fully enjoy again. And the truth is we heal. We go through a process of healing when we allow ourselves to grieve and we come out the other side and and we can
0: be a better person because of it. And that's so important. Everybody should write that down. (laughs) Christine Carlson, thank you so much. This was an absolute pleasure and an honor. Thank you.
1: Oh, you too, Lauren. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye. Okay, everyone, thanks for listening to the all new Lauren Interviews podcast. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think. Lauren at MagicShack.com. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Lauren underscore interviews and Twitter at Conlon underscore Lauren. Um, Until next time, thanks for listening.